Jay and Kevin's Hot Topics. Hot Topics. Hot Topics brought to you by State Bank Northwest. Kevin James, I'm going to need your help here. Is that all right? Uh, you bet. Can you go get your court clothing on and just tell me what you're wearing? My court clothing? Like, yeah, like if you're in court, I'm going to need you to tell me what you're wearing to court right now. Oh, that's that's fairly easy. I've been to court, uh, you know, a few times in the last year, sadly. Uh, um, and I wore, I wore uh, some nice black slacks, a white button-up shirt. Hmm. I went no tie. Oh, to make it look as if I was still approachable. Okay, uh, no tie, and then a suit jacket. Sort of the one ear butt of court. <laughs> yes, he's approachable. Yeah, no tie, sort of the one ear butt of court. I like it. Okay, Kev, you look good. You look good. You're, I mean, the hair. How's the hair? It's actually, What's the my, hair situation? actually, my profile picture on uh, my Facebook page right now. Let me double check that. Let me look real quick. Yes, that is uh, the day I went to court. Okay, yeah, I see it. Why is it unbuttoned all the way down to your navel, though? Yeah, let me see what we got here. Well, that was after we won the court case. Oh, I see. I understand. Okay. And I went, well, now I feel real good. Hmm. Okay, cool. Okay, looks good. Okay, you look like this is good. This is good. This is, Kevin, for you and me, this looks like a good start. Jay, what are you wearing to the courtroom right now? Uh, I'm, I would have the sport coat. I wouldn't have a collared shirt. I would just have probably like a, uh, you know, like a black... Affliction? Yes, I would you have an Affliction t-shirt. You beat me to it and yours was better. I was <laughs> going to say Johnny Cash, but Affliction was better. As Johnny Cash uh, with the uh, the flip-off Johnny Cash picture on the front and then oh, a sport my. coat over it with the uh, big elbow pads. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And jean shorts. <laughs> so now everyone knows what's happening. Uh, I'm just wearing my big black robe with one of those white... Curly wigs. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I would ask Kevin James to rise and explain to the audience the charges against the Daniels family on the night of March 9th, 2021. Break it down, Scurvy Joe. Your Honor, let me proceed. The, the month of March is a special month. It is the only time all year long that Americans can enjoy one of the greatest privileges in America. You tell a man with the unbuttoned shirt. It's green, it's creamy, and it's delicious. It's called a shamrock shake. The shamrock shake is for a limited time only, Your Honor, because it's that good. Did you say shamrock shake? I did. Okay, it, did you? You looked very approachable. That's why I'm yelling at you. I don't know that you did, but you're fine. Continue. The Shamrock Shake is a legend. And anybody who goes to McDonald's in the month of March should only get a Shamrock Shake. If you don't like it, don't get a shake. The defendant, Mr. Daniels, went to a McDonald's and bought shakes to celebrate a Gonzaga victory. His children bought shakes that were a shamrock shake his wife bought a shamrock shake mr daniels bought a chocolate shake in march and that your honor is madness what the f- is happening right now 
Okay. I mean, you've laid that out very well, sir. You look great, by the way. Hair's looking Thank you. good. Thank so you do for you, posting Your Honor. the selfie from the courtroom here. <laughs> I, I, I saw. I mean, right now, I side with you. I don't know that I need to hear Mr. Daniels oh, hey, trying hey, to explain hey, why, hey. when getting a milkshake in the month of March hey. at McDonald's, you would be the only one with the chocolate. But I guess we'll let him try to explain himself. <laughs> Mr. Dan- Mr. Daniels, the floor is yours. Please defend yourself. I just wanted to make sure that the record is correct, Your Honor, that uh, I did not go to McDonald's. Not really pertinent, but it is a fact. Also, it was not celebrated. Objection. Objection, Your Honor. That is not relevant information. He had shakes from McDonald's. Nor is McDonald's. your shirt. Objection denied. Is that what they say? Overruled. Ah, also, I was not celebrating a victory. I was celebrating multiple victories by the Gonzaga basketball programs. I want to Ooh. make sure that it's accurate. That's a. I don't know how. There's there's scoreboards in court. There is. Is, and is this sound like effects. the TV show on ESPN around the horn where you can give? I get points. <laughs> to, you're up one zero. <laughs> That's It'd a bonus be even point. More of an important reason, Your Honor, celebrating multiple victories from. A team that had people throwing up on their team. Yes, but the throw up looked green, and it did make me a little nauseous thinking about it. Understandable. Understandable. Okay. So at this point, you have sent someone else to get the Shamrock Shakes. First of all, we were going to have them delivered. It was uh, my son, my frugal son, said that's too expensive. I'll just go. I think he just wanted to go and get out of the house with his girlfriend was the real reason. Oh, my gosh. Okay, hang on. This means you get another bonus point. Yep, 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 yep. And he gets a bonus point. He does. And she probably did, too. So uh, he went and got the shakes. Now, he said, he goes, he's asking, shamrock shake, shamrock shake, shamrock shake, shamrock shake, shamrock shake, shamrock shake, medium, large, small, medium, large, small, what size? Yeah, that's the only question in March. Medium, large, Thank you, Kevin. He wasn't asking. He was pointing and saying, shamrock shake, what size, shamrock shake. And he looked at me. Because my wife had just said, yes, well, it was her idea, actually. She's like, he goes, what size? And she's like, well, I'm not going to be able to finish it all anyway. And at that point, I went, mm? 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 Oh. So the wheels started turning. So I started thinking, which is why you could smell the smoke. And I thought to myself, wait a minute now. Wait a second. She's like, oh, I'm just going to have like maybe half of it. Maybe not even. I just want just want a little bit of it. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm automatically getting the leftovers of my wife's shamrock shake. And I can double dip by getting a chocolate shake on top of that. Kevin, do you have anything to say? Because I have now heard both sides of the case. And I'm willing to make a ruling. But... I didn't know if you had a double defense. I don't know how that works either. Is there a, is there a double defense? Redirect. Redirect. I would like to re- have a rebuttal <laughs> to the comments of Mr. Daniels. Okay. Well, hang on. Did you say but? I did. That is your bonus point. Thank you. I actually said rebuttal, which I believe is two buts. Mr. Daniels, you're saying your first one was a buttle, even (laughs) though (laughs) chocolate might be a rebuttal. Okay, that is correct. Real quick, before Kevin gets the ball back in his court, I would like to scratch from the uh, opportunity anyone to say the word buttle. 
in any way because when Kevin says words, sometimes he doesn't do proper phrasing, <laughs> and correct. that one will actually get us in trouble with the bosses. So that word is off the table. I have unbuttoned another button on my shirt. <laughs> oh, easy. Oh, my gosh. Would you look at that? Do I get a ding? I mean. Oh, <laughs> oh dang it. Uh, oh. May I approach oh, no. the bench? No, you look, not with your shirt on. Hang on. Let me take one of my ear, ear, AirPods out. I'm now approachable. <laughs> there it is. Your Honor. Yeah, this is just between, no, only you and I can hear this, right? Mm-hmm. Jay can't hear this? Mr. Daniels makes it sound as if he is a man who is going to drink an entire chocolate shake and then also drink the shake that his wife had left over, the shamrock shake, claiming that he would try the shamrock shake when it is a complete fabrication and lie. Mr. Daniels can't even eat an entire Panda Express meal. He has leftovers constantly from Panda Express. I've seen him bring a meal to work in a Tupperware container. You've got to be a little quieter. I think he can hear us. I can, you're not whispering. A Tupperware container the size of a nickel. Man. And says it's his meal. There's no way he drank two shakes. He's I know. I saw that one time he had two noodle ends and a tiny little crumb from the orange chicken and ate it, and it took him 20 minutes. And you were jealous that I had it. By the way, Your Honor. Before mm-hmm. I leave the bench in this yeah, private up, conversation. Yeah, this is just uh, between you and me, right? Racquetball Wednesday okay. at the Spokane Club, okay? Okay, and are we doing lunch still today? Yes. Okay, so we got lunch today. We have it's racquetball. On, it's on me. Uh, who are we playing against in racquetball this week? Is this the week we play against Richie Fromm and Mark View? Yes, it is. Your okay, back we, sore? We're going to win. Okay, let's, hey, hey, pretend when you walk, hey, when you walk back, Keep Kevin, pretend like, pretend like we really had an intricate discussion about the actual case, okay? So... Just say something really, here's the deal, say something really important as you walk back to your side and hear it and thinks we're really going to get him. Thank you, Your Honor, for allowing me to approach the bench with those uh, very intricate details. Well, there's absolutely I no way I can that. lose this case Man, when you can't that even was, say bench. I, I am sweating right. at the uh, the evidence you just showed me. Can't believe I saw that with my own eyes. Okay, in this case, Jay versus. America, <laughs> we unfortunately find Jay Daniels half guilty. Who? <laughs> words aren't, look, we're in court. Words words don't matter in court, do they? Barely. All that matters is outcomes. Barely not. Jay Daniels is half guilty of the crime because he did probably taste the shamrock shake, and I got to say, mm-hmm. The McDonald's chocolate milkshakes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they are O-O-T-W. Preach it, Judge. Preach it. All right, Jay, you have been banned for four days from getting any sort of shamrock shakes. What? A four-day ban in the month of March from the shamrock shakes. You are allowed to revisit the shamrock shakes starting on the 15th of March. I got to go. Laxatives kicking in. The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. It's yeah. freaky. Like, I'd literally take off my clothes, run around the house with a ball on my nose. They would never know. Kevin James. Like yeah. a clown I nose, or are you balancing a ball like a Like bouncing z- a ball like, like, a, like a seal. A seal. <laughs> <laughs> no way they'd notice. Why are you naked? <laughs> the Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Nine Coyote Country. Did you guys see they kicked the dogs out of the White House? 
What? Yeah. Major got a little upset. Bit Wait, somebody. What Major bit somebody. No. Well, that deserves the kicking. So out they go, both of them. What? What does the other one have to leave? Uh, maybe just to be together, Kev. I, 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 it was a weird concept anyway. The dogs in the White House thing, it always it got me thinking when they said, you know, when the Bidens went back and they had the dogs, and I was like, who's like who's in charge of that? I mean, at our house, it's like, oh, has anybody let the dog out recently? Because, you know, I mean, where do they go? to? I mean, what door are they scratching at? Are they, you know, peeing on a fern? I mean, what are they doing? I mean, well, who- I imagine as president, that's probably something nice is to have the dog and to have some sort of sort of you know normalcy of your real life like i still have to take the dog out to poop like that's so you think the president's taking the dog out so it can go to the bathroom i do you you can direct all of your political jokes to either the text line 4348623 or djkevyjames at (laughs) gmail.com yeah we'll leave those to you guys just so that kevin can filter through them also slim you have a dog I do have a dog. And uh, if my recollection is correct, she's very selective on who she oh, enjoys. Very much so. And if, if you're someone, she's not an attack dog against company, mm-hmm. but she'll let you know about it. And I can only imagine if it's not really company, that would be, she would be the worst. She would also be kicked out of the White House. Yeah, I think my dogs would be too. They're not, well, they, the have problem- a, they have a circle of friends, my dogs, other than themselves, of about six or eight people. And if you're not in that circle, there's there's no they're not having it. So not a lot different than you. Correct. That's why I got them. <laughs> Trained well. Yes. <laughs> Who's least no. Least likely to bite if somebody shows up that you're not expecting. You mean me or the dog? Yeah. Oh, it's hundred percent me. I mean figuratively speaking, of course. Yes. I explained that to a buddy of mine the other day. He was like, you know, maybe we should pop over to so-and-so. So I was like, oh, I'm not big on the popping over because I don't like when people pop over to my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the golden rule. Right. And he was like, oh, okay, cool, man. Well, we can, you know, we could give him a heads up. I'm like, yeah, the whole popping over thing is, is not a thing for me. He's like, oh, no problem. He goes, well, I pop over to your house. I'm like, yeah, it's different. You live in the hood. That's, that's a definitely a different thing. You're, you're literally my neighbor. You can come over anytime you want. That's fine. But if I have to go to your hood to pop over, I'm out. The ultimate in friendship is sitcom friend. That's the ultimate level in friendship. Where you can just not, just not, oh, you mean just walk in the house? Every, every, every sitcom friendship, there's no ringing a doorbell or knocking on the door policy. You just walk in. <laughs> Think about... Think about back to the early eighties. What was what was Eddie's what was Eddie's friend's name, Kev? Eddie is, Eddie, is it Eddie Huxtable? Is that right? Rudy? No. Uh, What's the son? Theo. 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 Yeah, Why do I want to say is. Eddie? Eddie is from uh, Family Matters. Ed, uh, Theo Huxtable. Who was his friend? Cockroach. Cockroach just walked in the front door. There was never a point where Cockroach had right. to knock on the door, ring the doorbell. Front door, back door. It didn't matter. If there was a door, he could just come into the Cosby house. Mm-hmm. And that happened then throughout all sitcoms moving forwards. Steve Urkel had the same thing. He could just walk right in and Family Matters. It, it was great. Kimmy Gibbler owned the door. I mean, she ha- might have actually had the only key to the house. She could just go whenever she wanted. Friend, the, the sitcom level friendship is what everyone should aspire to reach. 
That's why I locked the door. <laughs> is there a person, whether it's your one of your friends, Denise's friends, or one of the kids' friends, that you would consider giving a key to because they have earned the right to access your house? Just by being respectful or nice or whatever it may oh, be. Oh, I mean, if if I needed them to come over and do something for some reason, you know, watch the dogs, grab something or something, I mean, I would trust them. You know, we don't use keys anymore, but I would, you know, they could get, I'd allow them to access the house. Yes. I'm talking the Daniels house is sitting down for a wonderful dinner where dad has eaten two bites of a Big Mac and, mm-hmm. eaten, and drank three milkshakes. Yep. And you guys are sitting there just talking and in walks blank. Now. No one? No, the door's locked. Okay. For uh, a reason. Kev, do you have it anyone? It keeps them out. It makes them I, knock. I get it. I, I get it. I think my, I think, I'm trying to think in my life, people who, I have some people in my life I would allow the anytime, no questions asked policy. Kev, do you have any? That will backfire on you. For sure it will. I, I, I guarantee it would at some point. Um. Well, I mean, when I, like right now at the apartment, it's a little different, but there are yeah. numerous people who have the code and can come into this house. And it happens on occasion where they'll just show up, and that's fine. But then there is also, when I lived at my other house in Medical Lake, no. It was, it was like nonstop. Anybody come by anytime, come on in. Sometimes just come right through, say hi, grab something to eat, and go out and shoot baskets. Like I, It didn't matter. I just It was kind of way too much of an open-door policy probably. Like, I have a relatively open-door policy, but the only rule is you have to— well, you can't just walk in because the door's literally locked. And when you leave, you need to tell me so I know that you're, you're now no longer in my house because I feel some sort of responsibility for those who are there. And if I don't know you're there, or if you just walk in, say, for instance, and I'm upstairs and you go downstairs, then I don't— Okay, I, hold on. I think I got this. It's fine if somebody comes over as long as they're not there to see you. Um, right? that's partially true, Kevin. That's kind of true, right? Because there's none of your friends doing that. Like you're not just they're not saying, just popping over. No. Yeah, but like the kids' friends, whatever. Yeah, come on in. Yeah. Again, after you knock on the door. Because <laughs> you just never know, right? I mean, you could have just finished a workout. Controlled just access. Walking around with a towel around. Controlled your access, Kevin. Man. And Slim, are you just le- you're just leaving your door unlocked at all times? We have we have the locked door, but I do have I I would imagine there's six to ten people that I would say here here is a key right just come in if, and if my door was unlocked right if we lived in the 1960s yeah, and people left their bikes Harrington on the, the good, or Medical Lake right the good old days where you could leave your bike on the front lawn right and you know you could actually just leave the front door open and you just had the wooden door frame with the screen on it that swings open and closed. If we had that situation, I, I bet you there's six to ten people. I would say at any moment of, of the day, you're allowed in my house. Are either one of us on the list? <laughs> <laughs> one of you is. But, Jay, you have to make sure you bring a shamrock shake. <laughs> okay. I, haven't, I haven't been to your house, so I'm guessing it's not me. My, I remember famously my father one time at dinner, and we, you know, Never had the door lock. You know, you had a screen door, first of all, with no air conditioning because it was 100 million degrees in the summer. And one of the neighbors just walked in and we were eating dinner and my dad did not say a word. He just, she walked in and walked right up to the dinner table and he looked up 
put his silverware down very slowly. Now, we all stopped because we know. And slid his chair back, walked over, just grabbed her by the elbow, turned her gently around, walked her out the house, closed the door behind her, and said, we knock, we don't just walk in, and closed the door. Okay, she had a decision to make. Because at that moment, you can knock or you can just leave, which in that moment is probably the better choice. My father had a way about him, which he wasn't a, you know, a physically dominant presence, but he had a sort of way about him that you would not have knocked after that. Oh, you don't know how dumb I am. (laughs) Yeah, I actually do. The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. So let's find out from the from the youth in the studio now. Kevin, read some of the items and see if Dalton okay. has Google searched how to cook this. Kevin James. Have you ever Googled how to make pancakes? No. Oh, gosh. Oh, wow. Is that the first time you talk today? <laughs> the Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Coyote Country. All right, let's do it. It is time. Final thoughts. They are brought to you in part by State Bank Northwest. Plenty. There is a story by Creme 2 News about a murder mystery book that is being written by a Whitworth grad that is going to take place in Spokane, Washington. The murder mystery is going to take place in Spokane. So if you're a Spokane person, you'll you'll know a lot of this, the places that oh, are talked wow. about in the book. So I'm not asking you... Hey, where's the best place to murder someone in Spokane? Oh, no, that's that question's too easy. So let's get a little more tricky. If you're reading a murder mystery book and you need that scene to mm. have that feeling, that vibe, that tense vibe, what is a place you hope that author Patricia Meredith puts in the book? That would that would make it feel like it was, you know, yeah, and it, it's just really like good. It's it would make sense. Good creepiness. To you. Yeah, totally. I mean, I feel like there's parts of Manitou that can be kind of creepy. Oh, Jay, man, hang on. You win the court case earlier. Because <laughs> Manitou Park at nighttime? Yeah. Oh, it's so big and vast at nighttime. In the daytime, it's still big, and, and you walk around and you go, man, this, is, this feels like I'm in a much bigger place than I know it is on a map. But at nighttime, that place gets enormous. Yeah. Kevin? What is the exact question, Slim? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So now you answer it. Like, I mean, and basically, let me just lighten So it there's for a murder you. mystery, because, Kevin. Yeah. You need a creepiest place yep. in Spokane. Just that, creepy. I'm not saying that's where the bad thing happens, but okay. you know, maybe there's a meetup for some information. Someone has a tip for the, the detective, but they meet in a spooky spot. Yeah. Where are they meeting in this book? Yeah, this is the easiest thing in the world because there's no way you've done it and not thought to yourself, God, this is creepy. And it's any time you're on the Centennial Trail and you go under the bridges. Oh, God. And you're underneath the one right by the waterfalls. Listen, the falls are so loud you could scream and no one would hear you. Yeah, there is a couple of bridges that are a little weird. And you're underneath there and then you're under the bridges and there's just like that. There's that one, the one under division that's on the Centennial Trail. No, thank you. Yeah, there's one in the valley, too. And I, every time my wife and I would run the trail, you would, uh, whether you spoke of it or not, you would pick up your tempo as you went under the bridge, no matter what. Daytime the, the, or early, doesn't matter. The book comes out in November. I, I like a good murder mystery, and I love it that it's going to be in Spokane. Whitworth grad writes the book. I think that'll be a sweet 
sweet read for us here in the in the Northwest. Other places off the text line, the cemetery on oh. Government Way. Oh, that, N- nice place for the detective to get a package drop off. You know, this, they've got the they've got the envelope there, and it's like, where are you going to leave it? I'm going to leave it behind gravestone number sixty eight. Oh God, Ooh. sixty eight. Uh, the steps at the cemetery. That's not the same cemetery, is it? I it think is. so. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and Rose Street that's Bridge at night. That's a horror. That's a horror. That's not a murder mystery. That's a horror book. That, that could be. And also Bowl and Pitcher at night. Okay. Yeah. Even as heavy as I am, walking across a Monroe Street Bridge at night terrifies me sometimes. Because you think it's going to collapse? No, 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 no. You're no, walking that's... and you get to those, the little, uh, I don't know what they're called, just the spots where it's enclosed. Yeah. And it's a very easy spot oh, for see. people yes. to hide. Kevin, I, I, and they would grab you, and they could throw you over the bridge. Oh, my god! And even gosh. as big as I am, I'm still fearful that a really, really strong person could throw me over. I'll, I'll be honest. When you first said as big as you are, I thought you were talking about taking down the bridge, and I thought that was sort of a weird thing to say, but that makes a lot more sense with the throwing over the side of the bridge. Yeah. You have – I have goosebumps on my arms right now because that is so spooky. Monroe Street Bridge is Way up there and real long and real creepy. <laughs> Final thoughts. All right, Kevin. Uh, when you said book, I, I instantly thought of a murder mystery that was written in Spokane. And I thought, we already know somebody who did that. Our old boss, Ray. Really? Our old boss, Ray, wrote a book. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to Google it and see what the name of his book was. And then what I've realized is our old boss, Ray, who at the time was our radio boss. He Mm. was an amazing man. He was incredibly smart. And it was one of those guys that you always thought, man, Ray's too, wait, he's too smart for radio. And he proved it. Yeah. When he left radio and he went on to an amazing career as a, I don't even know exactly what all he does. He teaches people how to write copy and... He now sells it to a bunch of people, and he's made a ton of money, and he's very successful. And I've realized Ray's been writing a lot of books, such as Permission Prosper, no, Permission to Prosper, How to Write Copy That Sells, Money Words, Just Get Started, Writing Riches, uh, and there it is, way back, the very beginning, Justice Never Sleeps. The heart, the paperback version is going for forty five dollars. Why is it forty five dollars? Whoa! Are they like limited? Because it's Ray. Out. That's why. Hey, a novel, a murder, an, a novel of murder and revenge in Spokane. Justice never sleeps. Man, Justice must be really tired. A mysterious gunman shoots Quinn Black and his wife Angie. Angie is dead, but Quinn is left with a freak injury, rendering him unable to sleep. (laughs) Meanwhile, Angie's killer is roaming the streets of Spokane, and the police are powerless to lock him up. Now Quinn lives 24 hours a day with only one thought, justice for his wife. Man, that's why it's $45. Happy Let's just say that the curtain has come down on yet another miserable performance. More good news. I saw a couple more golf courses are opening up this weekend, so slow but sure, guys. Keep grinding towards spring. And, of course, we spring forward this weekend, too. Oh, the two glorious things that start to feel like uh, it is on the way. And then hearing, you know, could be 
nice and 60 degrees this weekend. Yeah, fingers crossed. All right, fellas, we got to go. We have to get out of here, but uh, tomorrow we'll be back for another show. Looking forward to it. Thanks for being here today. You're welcome. I'll do it again tomorrow if you promise to do the same. Yeah, and drink a stinking shamrock shake today. I mean, I guess you did yesterday, but just a shamrock shake. Just oh, a wait. shamrock. Oh, wait, you can't. You're on a four-day suspension. Oh, come on, Sorry, man. bud. Hey, it's that's just the rules, man. He deserves it. <laughs> okay. We are so glad you yeah, came. It's so disgusting. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>